Okay, so something so weird happened yesterday, and I talked about the vision I had of like a memory with my family there and what it was like, but I feel like later on in the day I realized that that was actually Easter, and it makes sense because it was like I felt like it was like a holiday or something, and they was trying to make it a good day, but it was like one of the bad years where people was we were kind of like at odds with each other. But later on in the day, I just had like, you know, different, different realizations, different things was happening later. So later on, I felt like different names were being brought up. And then I found out it was Easter. I kept hearing Easter, 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 but I thought Easter was on the 27th. And I found out it was actually today. I mean, yesterday. So... All I know is, like, a few things happened. So, I felt like whoever I was around it was saying, yeah, the whole family's here because it's Easter. And I don't know. I felt like it was talking about their family, but they could have been talking about mine. But all I knew was, you know, I felt that I was talking to somebody's mother. I was just telling her, like, she was beautiful and everything. And she, I know she knows that and everything else. But then it started getting, like, really weird. Like, something really weird started happening. Like, it was like something was going on, but I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain what was going on. So I kept trying to figure it out. And I felt like I kept hearing, you know, LeBron name. And I don't really know, you know, I mean, I feel like I know a part you play in this, but I don't really all the way fully know how much of a part, you know, he's actually playing in this. I think I'll, I won't know until it's over or I won't know until God, it's time for me to know until God reveals that. But, you know, I I remember talking about how, you know, it was brought up how, like, because you're a dark skin, you're not seen as beautiful as light skin. I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I see that, you know, that view has been pushed off on me because of TV and just the way society works. It make you feel like, you know, as long as you light skin, you will always be more beautiful. But I never necessarily felt like I don't say I want to say that I really try and enforce those different things. And if that's ever, you know, part of my view of the world, I'm trying to change it. Like, I don't want that to be the case. And all I know is we was talking about it. And like, I just felt like light skin or dark skin. It's a war on black, black women. It's a war on black men. It's a war on black people. But we don't want to, I don't want to make it so... I don't want to focus so much on this world because I understand that overall, when it comes down to it, that's the way God intended it. It's in the Bible. We're cursed for, you know, worshiping false gods. But all I know was something happened where it's like, I feel like a conversation was being had where it's like, I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And I 
couldn't figure out what it was, but all I know is the conversation kept seeming like, you know, you, like, I guess, I guess this woman didn't believe me because I kept saying she was beautiful. She was so super beautiful. And like, you know, I really feel like in my eyes, I see her as like, you know, a really good example for like, you know, motherhood, black motherhood, etc. in the industry and like, you know, stuff like that. But it just felt like something happened where it was like, no, she could never be that because she's not light skinned or something. And it's not that I disagree with her. I actually agree with it, but I feel like it's deeper. It's, it's more than that. It's not just about, you know, people really feeling like that's true. It's about the narrative being pushed that dark skin is not as beautiful as light skin because they want us to war against our own people. And they want us to feel like dark skin is not as beautiful because that's how we're really naturally made. That's how God intended us intended for us to be and as long as they keep diluting black people then they're contributing to genocide you know they want to they want to eventually wipe us all out so that there's no fully dark-skinned people i can't say that that will ever truly happen i don't believe that god would allow it but that's the that's the goal but regardless of anything we shouldn't hate each other we should love each other regardless and I understand how hard that is because, well, maybe I, I couldn't possibly understand how hard that is because I'm not dark-skinned. I didn't, haven't faced the different things that dark-skinned women have had to face, you know, even though I don't see myself as super light. I'm not really light, but I'm not dark. So I understand, like, obviously they don't, a lot of times, want to hear it from me. So I was just saying, like, Regardless of anything, I'm not, I, I try not to be biased in that way. And I, I do want for us to be not necessarily equal, but just seen as our differences, seen as beautiful regardless, like accepted. And I felt like it was just a heavy conversation, you know, and I'm just crying all the time because when I realized the state that the world is in, that like we really just, don't see it as a big deal. A lot of us don't see it as a big deal. A lot of women and men, we are proud of it. We're proud of this, like the state that that the world is in. We're proud of it. Like we're proud of colorism. We're proud of self-hatred. We're proud of these different things. We continue on in this way. And even if we're not proud of it, it just feels like it's all hope is lost for things actually being the way that they should be. And I hate to gain that view I feel like all the way up until this point I never lost hope that things could be different because why should I have to because the world feel that way why should I have to lose hope that things can be different I believe that God you know is a limitless God and he can do whatever so I want to believe that that can even happen you know even when it feels so you know uncomfortable or unobtainable I want to still at least believe and have hope that it can happen and I feel like if even if in that I cannot possibly if I can't change everybody else I can't choose for everybody else I can make a difference in my life and not and change and, and believe in what I believe and still standing firm on my beliefs on wanting these things to be the way they are but 
as I've grown, I've learned that I can't make it about just a dark skin, light skin issue. I can't make it about the white versus black issue. I can't make it about men versus women issue because all of these are just the divisive tactics of Satan. Overall, the base of the whole entire fight is choosing God. And once we choose God, then the curse will be removed. And it's about choosing love. God is love. So we have to love each other regardless of whatever is going on. And that's what I was pretty much talking about. But then, you know, it was just like something must have happened where... I think that I was kind of saying how, you know, I think it was being revealed to me like a lot of times I'm let, I'm allowing, you know, my family to treat me a certain kind of way or I'm letting a lot of stuff go because I can't possibly understand they struggle with that, you know, with how society treats them because they're dark skinned. So I let a lot of stuff go and I'm being very passive and I'm being very patient with a lot of things when I probably should establish more boundaries. But I just want my family to know that they're loved. And I feel that God, you know, is saying that that's, that's the solution. That is the solution. If I want to leave a God led, if I want to lead a God led life, I have to practice, I have to work on these different things. So I'm working on being patient and, you know, operating in love and allowing a lot of different things, let, let them go so that we can find our way on our own time and God's timing, not our own time and God's timing, but, you know, not force anything, just be patient and love people regardless. And I feel like that's what, that's the solution. It's the only solution. That's what God is showing me. But in the process, it just feels like I'm being walked over and I'm being, you know, treated differently. And a lot of times the advice is to just move on my life and, let go of certain people because if they're going to treat me that way, you know, obviously they don't have any respect for me and I'm not really making much of a difference by allowing myself to be treated that way, you know, just to make them feel better. That's not making a big difference in this world, you know, so I should just move on and find better company. But I still believe that things can be different. Like I've seen, you know, the different phases throughout life. Like, yes, there was a phase where I felt that me and my sister would be at odds a lot because, you know, for the reasons she had. And I don't want to blast her, but sometimes it would feel like because she didn't have her biological dad there. But it feels like in recent times, I'm finding out more that it was about dark skin. And I understand that to be patient. I understand that to be patient. You know, I love my sister. I feel like it's worth being patient for. But I also remember a phase, a big phase in part of our lives where it felt like things had subsided. We weren't arguing or fighting as much. And it felt like, you know, things were different. One thing I also noticed in this part, big part and portion of our life was that she was made to feel beautiful. So a lot of times people would prefer her over me. A lot of times people would say she's so gorgeous and look how gorgeous she is and all this other stuff. And like that would make a big difference and why we wouldn't fight as much. So, you know, then that means that feels like the solution is like make sure she feels beautiful, you know. But at the same time, it's an issue where it's like, you know, 
do you have to the only way you can feel beautiful is if you feel preferred over me because or is it preferred over light skin because I'm not you know trying to sound weak or anything I'm not weak I'm definitely not weak that's something that's definitely been exposed in the process but it's just like you know I can't be the stepping stool forever I can't be the footstool forever I can't allow myself to be treated less than or I can't not be able to stand in my power for the rest of my life because you know that's the only way you feel powerful that's not fair to me so I feel that God is making that right you know but in a way he's doing it where it's like it almost feeds into he's not doing it this way but in the process it this part this point part of time is like it's reverting back to how it was before where they're preferring me over her just because I'm light-skinned I never want to feel like I'm ever feeding into that or I even agree with that because honestly that's just not how I see it that's just not how I see it but just because that's how other people see it I have to take the weight and the burdens of other people's views you know because of what I'm born to look like but honestly you know when it comes down to what we both look alike you know, I guess people prefer thick over skinny. Now, at one point, people prefer skinny over thick. You know, these different views is driving a wedge in my family. And it's it's oftentimes driving. It been, it's been it. My auntie would speak about how she would not feel as beautiful because people always call her black. My auntie has always been beautiful. So, you know, I also realized that, you know, it's it's been an issue. It been an issue like my mother and my aunt would speak about how their sister was loved more by their mother and shown off more because she was so light-skinned with long like you know silky type white girl hair and you know it's just obviously it feels like it's a generational curse in my family that's repeating itself but it's not just my family it's the world so I'm trying not to feed into that I don't want to inflict the same views on my children I don't want to raise children in that manner, I almost like for real, for real, I don't even want to raise children in a world where they would go off into this world and they would have to experience that kind of treatment. So I want to believe that things can change. And I feel that God was telling me that this can happen in my lifetime. But what would it take? Would it take a complete rapture? Because seemingly the whole world is sick, clearly because we're cursed. But it just feels like Everybody wants to make me feel like I'm not making a difference, just me alone. And my views alone cannot change this world. You know, God can't change this world through me. I can't be used as a vessel to make as much of a difference that my children can grow up in a different world than I grew up in. And I don't want to believe that. I never want to believe that, you know. I don't want to make anybody feel any type of way, but I just want to acknowledge the fact that there's there's been different individuals who stay true to what they believe in. They change the world forever moving forward. Like way too many different individuals, you know, I can name the Martin Luther King Jr. Um a lot of people a lot of people. I'm just I'm I don't I don't really want to start naming them, but that's the point. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., even though he died at a young age, he changed the world forever. You know, 
his his death made such a big impact on this on this world that now we live in a different world where children don't have to you know be living go to segregated schools and all kinds of different things like that i question whether it always has to be a you know christ-like situation i mean i know we should all be more christ-like but does it always have to take for somebody to be sacrificed and die in order for you know our future to move forward in a in a better direction it feels like it always has to be a sacrificial lamb, even though Jesus died on a cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Maybe because of so, all the sin in the world, it still has to be a sacrificial lamb. But the Bible says that you will be persecuted like Christ. You know, once you want to be more Christ-like in, in you know, somehow show love. But I feel that I'm going through that right now. You know, I never imagined it would happen on such a level. But I've seen a vision that God showed me. And it looks very similar to, like, the the greats, the legends who have changed the world. And I can't take credit for that. It's God's, It's by God's power alone. But it's just, like, I believe in this. I believe that this can happen. And I want to stand tall and I want to walk into my destiny. But I'm fighting so many different forces. So it feels like I'm being offered like a lesser, a lesser destiny, which is like, oh, you just you get married to somebody and you be the biggest person in the world and you are on TV with money and, you know, y'all get married and you get to have that. You get to break generational curses in your family, but not generational curses in however many families seems like millions of families. So. It's always Satan, if he can't take everything from me, he's always trying to take as much as he possibly can. He's always trying to get a little bit more off the top. So I feel like this is one of the biggest like decisions and hardest things I've had to go through thus far in my life, but not the hardest thing I will ever have to go through because God made that clear last the year before last. But what the problem is, is like, you know, I'm facing that persecution and feeling like the sacrificial lamb in the process. In the future that I've seen, I am alive, you know, but I don't know in what world I was alive in because it looks like a whole different world and a whole different people and a whole different everything. The world was changed. And I just remember God saying that this is going to happen in your lifetime. It wasn't. Oh, yes, he did say, I'm trying to get you in the rapture. I want you to go. And I'm trying to make sure that that happens. And he says that this is going to happen in your lifetime. And I said, my lifetime, like, not like, you know, because at this time I wasn't all the way familiar with the Bible and how it says that all all people dead and alive will, will be brought back in the day of the Lord. And God said, my lifetime, this is going to happen in my lifetime. So the thing about it is, you know, looking back, I I just I'm I'm just kind of paranoid because I wonder if things were set up in this way to make me believe that things would happen that way or maybe it's just the battle that I'm fighting now I'm being lied to and lured away from this fight in order to get me to choose something like the future that I've seen where I'm like married with 
you know, someone on, and it's like, we're on top of the world, like the head of the industry. And we've been able to change the world and make such a big difference, but only by, you know, still living in it. And I feel like that would be sacrificing, obviously the destiny that God has shown me where the world changes, not we change for the world. So I don't really want to choose that. And I don't really want to believe in that really, but it's like so many different things are happening and making it so reflective of that. But it also just shows the difficulty in accomplishing this because, you know, it feels like if I do nothing or if I fight my hardest and I don't believe, believe to the highest point of belief, like truly believe that these super impossible type situations or circumstances can be made possible if I ever forget that or lose sight of that and I give up on anything, then I'll end up in that reality. But if I stand firm on my beliefs and be willing to die for this and never budge, and I have to have that mindset and I would have to want that for the rest of my life, you know, never changing, never wanting to see any, see it any different kind of way because that obviously would affect, you know, it would make me un- unstable in my mind. And the Bible says a double a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways being tossed to and fro. And that's what it feels like when I'm still considering this other reality of like being on top of the industry, etc. You know, I'm so double-minded that I'm like I'm tortured daily because it's like I want these different things I believe to come out of the world and to change the world, but then I can't do that by staying and living in the world and thinking certain things are okay. So I seen, I've seen what God is requiring of me in order to get this and make this possible. But the issue is that, you know, it's so difficult when you have, when I have so many different people around me who are not on board with this, turning against me and working very hard in order to not see this happen. God has made it clear that he makes impossible possible. And with him, there is no limitations, you know, no one can stop anything that he is saying will will happen or come to pass. And if he's saying that that is the truth and that will happen, then that is the truth and that will happen. But it also feels like in this other vision that I've seen as similarities in, you know, my countenance, who I've, who I am, who I've become, my mindset, the woman that I've become that's similar to the reality before. So it seems like Satan wants to get me after I've done all the work for God, but he doesn't, but he wants to still eliminate the possibility of all the work being done and all the, and all the people around me. So I think that that would have a lot to do with me giving up on the people around me, giving up on my family and giving up on actually being able to change them. But that's the extra push that's going to be needed in order to see the future that God has shown me. But what frustrates me is how it feels like God is playing such a big part. It has such a big presence in my life in this vision that I've seen where I'm on top of the industry and I've gotten everything I've ever wanted. But also he showed me this vision before that, years before that, where I am in front of the people, you know, speaking his word. You know, and I'm just totally different. I'm two different people because in the first vision, no makeup, no hair, all the different things that God has shown me throughout this process is going to be needed to get there and be that woman. And then in this other vision, it's like 
I reverted back and I'm still wearing hair and I'm still wearing makeup and I'm, you know, it looks like I've gotten surgery done on my face. It looks like, you know, I might have even got surgery done on my body and different things like that. And obviously God has always been telling me and leading me away from different things like that. But the the woman that I am in that vision just makes me feel like ultimately if it came down to it, if that actually was true and what God wanted, and that's the way that it's going to be no matter what, like it was said, then does that mean because when God shows you something and that's what he wants for your life, you know, you don't question whether he's wrong. You question whether you're wrong. So if that is possibly true, which I don't want to encourage this too much, but if that is possibly true, then obviously the only answer to that is that it wouldn't matter what I wore or how I looked or how or or where, you know, where it looked like, what, however much money or whatever it looked like I had. The only thing that matters is the woman that I am and who I am and how I decide to carry myself and who I decide to be. And if I'm everything I'm supposed to be in God, where he sits and dwells above me at all times, approving of, you know, in direct contact with him so that, you know, there's no wrong being done on my end. I wouldn't say that's impossible, but it's just like you have direct communication with God at all times to the point where, you know, he's directing your steps you you hear from he's there it's like I can't explain the feeling but he is your mind so how can I be wrong you know that doesn't make sense to me but it it can be possible you know I've seen it and I cannot deny how this how this vision felt but also at the same time I cannot deny the vision I saw before that and I cannot deny you know, the different things that God has shown me in this process and how it feels like if he's showing me that these different things matter, how that will be reverting. It feels like reverting or backsliding. But does that mean that God will support me still if I wasn't able to accomplish things to the highest point? Or does that mean that, you know, somehow, somewhere, I sacrificed different things or I gave up on different things and landed there. See, God loves us regardless and accepts us regardless. And I don't believe that he would keep me from a wonderful future or becoming everything that I wanted to be in him just because everyone around me fought me on it and did not want to see it happen. And I ended up having to give up on them. But at the same time, if he's saying this is a future that's going to come true, and everybody, it works out for everybody. It's just going to be very difficult. Then it's going to be good forever. But then it's, but it's going to happen. And he said good forever, which makes me feel like rapture. Because at the end of the Bible, it says, you know, a new heaven and a new earth. And it's good forever for all of eternity. Satan is crushed under Jesus' feet forever, thrown into the bottomless pit. So it felt like I was fighting different things like that in the process. But I almost felt like is being told to me, you're fighting Satan out of your life. You're fighting Satan so that you don't you don't hear him anymore. He no longer has any power over you, but not necessarily everyone else. But it felt like in the process, God was also telling me that, you know, if you he's given me the power to also be able to fight Satan off everyone else. So to free everyone from this rule, this wicked rule. And if he's saying that that's going to happen, God never tells a lie. That's the truth. He's saying that's going to happen. But he also said to me that when you have, you know, opportunity to become 
everything that you're destined to be and find your purpose in life, then you need to do the work. And I said, but God, if somebody knew everything they had to do and had the opportunity to do it, then why wouldn't they do it? And he said, you will. I know you will. But now looking back on that, I just wonder, like, because he said, he said, I will. And he knows I will. And God never tells a lie. But oftentimes God says, you will. I know you will and hopes for a better future, but not necessarily confirming whether it will happen that way or not. It feels that he confirmed it will happen that way. But at the same time, in the way that he said you will, he was saying it in hopes that I will. So I don't want to rule out the possibility of me not doing the work and actually getting it done, even though God said it's going to happen. So obviously I'm going to do the work and it's going to get done. And I see that it's happening now, despite everything around me and everything that's, you know, placed in different power, all this different thing that's going on, all these different things that I'm prevailing through by God's power alone shows me that. I've, it, it makes me believe in this so much more than I ever could have before or ever did. But the issue is, you know, why am I seeing alternate futures? You know, God says, I remind him of Solomon. He says, he's so that means it feels like he's saying, you ask for wisdom and discernment, but I'm going to give you everything else you didn't ask for as well, like riches and fame and, you know, power. But the issue with that is, like, I just see two different me's. I see two different versions of myself. I'm the same woman, but I am I look different. doesn't matter how I look. But it's not just about the look. It's also about where, I, where I'm sitting, where I stand. In one vision, I'm standing in front of a million more people just like me or just like how God intended and in another vision, I am sitting next to one person who may be meant for me, but we still, I can't say what the world is looking like outside of us, but I just want to say that it, it seemed as if we had, we were on top of the world. That's where God had placed us. God had placed us. So I'm just so confused in this time. Like I'm I'm just I feel so hurt. A lot of times I'm just very depressed because God knows I want more than anything the selfless future. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to choose me over everybody else and be like, oh, I'm gonna be on top of the world. So it really doesn't matter. I don't have to fight hard for my people. I don't have to choose my people. I want to choose my people. I ultimately want the future where, you know. Everybody gets, everybody makes it, everybody's woke, everybody's there. That was beautiful. That was, that was way far past anything I could ever think or imagine or dream. Far past and bigger than any fairy tale ever. But the other vision is everything I've ever wanted in my life as well. Everything I've ever wanted to be. And God says specifically, you're going to do everything you've ever set out to do at a very young age. You're going to retire early because you are a phenomenal woman. This is going to happen. And I I questioned it. I said, but it's a lot of things I wanted to be. It feels like it takes so many different lifetimes to accomplish it. And God is saying, but I'm going to make that possible. 
So I don't want to put limitations on God and say that both both futures, both visions of the future cannot be true. But I just want to say that, you know, something just doesn't feel right. Something just doesn't feel right. It feels like this is what I'm here to learn. This is why this is part of the process and of figuring out what what it takes in order to actually get there. Seeing that, you know, this is how tricky Satan can get. Where he'll show you something like that and make you feel like, you know, you're not, you are doing everything that God intended for you to do. But, you know, also knowing that God, he can bless you so much. But based off your decisions, you never have known what you could, what you would have missed out on if you had just fought harder or focused more or believed in him and trusted in him more. If you just had a little bit more belief, you could have gotten more. You could have gotten to a different future or reality as opposed to what you got. But you still were blessed because of your belief regardless. So I feel like maybe the second vision shows me that I didn't give it everything that I could have. I didn't give it my all. I didn't do everything I could have possibly done. And I find I I see myself doing that now and I'm so afraid of that because like I fought so hard and now I'm just so tired and it's like it doesn't feel like it's my fault. It feels like I'm doing everything I can, but I don't want to blame anyone else because we're all cursed. We're all underneath this, you know like chained mindset spiritually we're chained spiritually we are slaves we're all enslaved spiritually because we're cursed in order for us to be able to see it the way that i saw it the way that god showed me we would have to be free from this curse but god doesn't want to free us from this curse until i feel like but i don't want to speak for him we prove ourselves we prove that we will actually keep our promise this time like when Someone breaks their promise to you. Now you want collateral. Now you want to upfront. You want somebody to prove that they can provide, you know, whatever it is that they're promising you before you give them whatever it is that you're promising them because you kept your promise. They didn't keep theirs. Now I want it upfront. And I feel like that's what it is. But at the same time, having this conversation with God and he's saying, but he understands that there's no way that he can, you know, we can keep our promise until he removes the curse. So he's going to have to trust us again. So I just see visions of reborn covenant and I'm being so much pressure is being put on me. But I just, I wonder like, would God really, you know, allow me with that much responsibility? He did give Solomon so much responsibility but at the same time like I just feel like sometimes I guess this is a personal issue but I just don't feel good enough or worthy I know that I am but I just sometimes don't feel good enough or worthy because I don't want to force anybody to do anything I don't want to have to exert power over anybody I never saw myself as somebody in that sort of leadership position you know I saw myself as leading my own life you know, well, allowing God to lead my life, never leading my own life, allowing God to lead my life, but never really ever being in a leadership position where I'm actually an example for other people's lives. I never really saw that. So it does have a lot to do with self-worth and belief in yourself. But mostly it's about belief in God, because 
all the self-worth in the world and all the belief in yourself in the world could not bring to pass these very impossible things that God is making possible. This is by God's power alone. So this is big. So much bigger than I can ever think or imagine. But God reminds me that this is happening. This is going to happen. So why do I feel so discouraged and feeling like I can't get up? And then when I got up off the floor from worshiping, we felt like that was the only way to get things done. That was what God led me to do. And I had to finish it. And I did not complete it. But when I got up, it felt like what I heard was, you know, this is what's supposed to happen. This is what's meant to happen. Things are supposed to happen that way. So I don't understand because now at this point, it feels like I'm every day I'm being pushed further and further back away from everything that God has shown me. And I just remember getting up off the floor from worshiping for my sister and God saying to me, you know, after everything you've seen and everything that I've shown you and everything that you've become, you could really go back to doing everything you were doing before. And I said, God, how can anybody do that? And he said, I don't know, but you'll see. And now I see that I'm doing that. And I'm just so afraid of never being who I'm destined to be. Is it possible that it's already happened? And it was just for a short time. Because then I hear people saying, you're retired. And, you know, Solomon, he lived to be very old. But, you know, at the end of his life, he worship false gods and God turned his back on him. I never saw the ending, but I I just can't see that in my future. God turning his back on me. He was just there forever and he told me forever. So just because he says I'm similar to him doesn't mean that's identical to him. And I don't want to put that on my on my life, but it, it really wouldn't matter or should matter if God says that's the truth and that's what's going to happen. So this is a process and I still feel like I can't get up. I don't know what my next move should be because I don't want to give up and end up in that reality without my people. But I also want to keep fighting for my people, but almost feel like a lot of times like it's not going to work. It's not going to happen like that. It's because it's ultimately up to them whether they want to worship God or not. That's free will. They can't be forced to worship God. And why would God ever want to force them? They have to see him as worthy. They have to choose him for themselves. And also they have to choose me. And I felt like if they choose God, then they don't have to choose me. But yeah, they have to choose God and then me too. Because if God chooses me and they like they could choose God and just not want to see me up there. And that's keeping them from doing what they're supposed to do or being who they're supposed to be in God. And the understanding in the first vision was that everybody chose God after that. No questions were asked. And I appreciate that because it's like, it's not about me. It's about doing everything in your power to glorify God's kingdom and love each other and restore restore each other as a whole, restore our people, restore our relationship with God, restore our position as the, you know, chosen nation. But sometimes I just don't believe in myself. Even though I do, I feel that other people don't believe in me either. Not that they have to, if God does, but it feels like throughout this process, God is showing me like it is necessary to win these people over. And I was like, I've never been the type of person. I've just never been the kind of person who I felt like, you know, 
I know that I can, but I've never been the kind of person who felt like I had to win people over because it's about God. And if you have to come out of this world to be a friend of this world is to be an enemy of God. To be a friend of God is to be an enemy of this world. Then you have to choose God. A lot of times choosing God is making a difference and isolating you and the reason why a lot of people will not choose you. So I've never really felt the need to impress this world. I know that if I choose God regardless and he's going to set things in order and there's nothing anything there's not anything anybody can do about it. But who will be there? Like because he's shown me different things that different he wants to save certain individuals. He wants them to be there. I didn't see them in the first vision. And then or did I? Because I'm not quite sure who, whose faces I saw up there. But um, a lot of people who are, feels like a part of this story right now, it doesn't feel like they're going to be there. I don't want to say that. I don't want to wish that on anybody. They can very well be there because we are not there yet. We are not mentally there yet. So after we're woke, there's no... You know, I don't think it will matter. You know, who's there is there and who's there is for God. But this is the process and it's frustrating. And so many different things are being shown to me that it feels like there's so many different things we just don't understand. Like how necessary it is for you to have a very good and close relationship with God when you are ahead of a bunch of different people anyway so you know the whole Illuminati mindset and all the other stuff it feels tainted but at the same time also feeling like it's unavoidable that everyone is somehow immersed immersed into it regardless of how hard they fight for God and I'm seeing it now from my own perspective personal personally I've chose nothing or nobody over God ever you know not including, you know, obviously my ignorance when I feel like I want to choose sin and different things and not putting God as the head of my life like I should have. But I've never worshipped anybody but God. And yet still I find myself in this position. And like I said, it's required for me to, you know, win people over. And I don't know if I'm really, I don't want to say what I'm good or what I'm not good at. I just want to say that like this, I've never had experienced this before. I've never had to go through anything like this. And it's kind of difficult it's a lot of times difficult but I'm doing everything in my power to become everything that God wants me to be and make the necessary difficult decisions every single day to you know do what's right for his people you know but be led by him because I can't be making these decisions by myself or doing them based off of selfish or personal issues it gets so frustrating though you know a lot of times like I'm just so deeply saddened to see the state that we are still in and feel like I'm not having I don't I can't do anything about it but I know I can but it's like I'm I feel like I'm trying to do everything I possibly can and I'm trying to trust God and wait on him but I'm getting so tired and I feel like I'm being weakened and like I just keep hearing keep going keep pushing never give up I'm seeing different signs where different things are breaking off in his spirit and it's feeling hopeful but it feels like if I don't keep up this momentum of you know giving him my all and pushing pushing to the highest extent of everything I have at all times then I will never get there but 
like, I just feel so stuck in a place where it almost feels like I can't do that. Like, I won't say I can't do it. I know I can't. I don't want to ever say can't, but, like, he he said don't worry about the how, how it's going to be done, but every single day I contemplate giving up, and I haven't given up yet, so I don't believe that he will allow me to. Even if I did, it wouldn't matter because if he said it's going to happen, it's going to happen whether I give up or not. And so it's also the realization with or without you, but that vision was with. So if he said it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. I want to believe that, but I'm just stuck here in this place where it's, it's very difficult for me. And even today, I feel like it was once again demonstrated that, like, I don't have any power. I don't have any power. And when it comes down to it, you know, I can be unseated, I guess, unseated or pulled from the position that God has placed me in, which I know that is never going to be true. And I know that that can't be God saying that, but it's demonstrated. And I don't, it's not that I necessarily believe it, but it's just the, it's the frustration of like, Feeling like we made it so far, but still dealing with issues like this where I'm still being threatened in that way. Like, if I am truly to lead a people and they want to be led by God, then they can't always get upset or feel some type of way about me and then want to pull out the entire thing, but also at the same time taking responsibility for how I'm making them feel when I'm not being responsible, when I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to do. So... It's different things that it feels like God is demonstrating to me. I feel like he came to me last night and said to me, like, come to me. You know, I could take you right now. I could take you out of here right now. And I was wanting to stay in an environment that wasn't God-filled. And so, in a way, I was choosing that environment over God. And I may not realize how much I'm choosing things over God. And I'm trying not to because I'm trying to do everything he's asking me to do but I think he's showing me like certain things are are pulling my attention away from him I've seen that and it's like it's just constantly deteriorating 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 and I'm worried about it but obviously that means to do the work and get it done and choose him but the more that I fight this and the more that I keep trying it feels like it is ultimately my fault, but a lot of times it feels like, you know, it has nothing to, it's not me. Like, it has something to do with me. It would never not have nothing to do with me, but it just feels like it's not me. It's not me that's doing that. And it feels like God's even saying, like, you're choosing your family, you're choosing your sister, you're showing partiality, and that's what's happening. Like, you have to come out from underneath them and choose me over them you have to choose me over your family he said this to me my whole life and I never knew how difficult well I knew how difficult it would be but I could never possibly understand how difficult it would be because it's like it's embedded in me it's like it's I'm wired I'm hardwired like that where everything in my heart and my soul and my mind wants to choose God wants to do what he asks he's asking me to do wants to go that route but when it comes down to it in a split second decision right before a flash, I, I can't help but to jump for my family. I can't help but to choose them. And I'm not intending to do that. So it's like, I need his help. This this like, 
how do I do that? And I'm working so hard to, you know, choose God. But it's like, like I said, like, it feels like I've just, I've, you, once you practice things enough, it just becomes like habitual and it feels habitual to continuously choose them over him. And I'm not trying to do that. So like also something that it felt like was brought up was like, fight for this like you fought for your sister and I feel like ever since the day that you know God gave me opportunity to get my sister back he's felt he's been feeling very jealous jealous of how God is a jealous God he's a jealous God but he's feeling very jealous about how hard I was willing to fight for my family and everything I was willing to give my family to never get up you know do whatever it takes to die for them but I can't do that when it when it comes to him. I'm not doing that when it comes to him. I'm not putting him over my family. And I I thought that I had, I had believed that I had, but I guess that I, I'm not. And it's such an issue for me as long as they are alive, you know. But I know that this is something that God has to do inside of me. Just like he gave me peace, there's no way. I could have ever been able to find that or do that on my own or never have ever have known what I was missing without him introducing that to me and handing it to me. I believe that this is also something that he's going to have to do for me because and I don't want to put that off on him. I want to keep fighting and giving him my all to try and do it myself and work hard towards it. But it feels like that thing where it's like you just never known how you just don't know how and. I can learn, I can do everything I can to learn and practice it and keep practicing, but I feels like it feels like this is just something that God is just going to have to do for me because every single time it comes down to I'm fighting my hardest, I'm giving it my all, I'm doing everything that I can, it feels like it's like a it's still a decision being made, but it's a split second decision where it feels like you don't even have any control over your own actions. Even though of course you do. It's a choice that's made, but it's like reflexes. And I don't know what to do. It's not fair to everybody else. If it's truly a million different people who are going to be, you know, impacted by this move of God, then it's absolutely unfair for me to, you know, be choosing my family of 70 over millions of people who need to be helped and impacted. It doesn't like they're not show no partiality. The Bible says that your brothers and sisters are those who do the will of God. So my my family is, you know, being disobedient and sinful and doing everything they can to sabotage this mission because it's me or just because they feel like they can and they have the power to do so because of the soft spot or the weakness that I have for them. I obviously have to choose God over them, but it's so difficult. It's so difficult. I'm doing everything I can. Like I'm fighting so hard to be transformed and I am being transformed, but it's like it's like my motivation is my family. You know, everything all the way up until this point has been like, obviously, that's probably what my that's how my idolater, excuse me. That's how I'm an idolater because I idolize my family. But this process is, is really broken something off inside of my spirit, inside of my heart and my soul, my body and my mind that. You know, it helps so much to see more clearly and not choose them over God. And I felt I felt that I had gotten that gotten to that point and got got my point across there. But it's every single day I'm still choosing them. It's every single thing that I do. I'm still choosing them and I'm still 
protecting them, defending their behavior, and refusing to give them up. So I feel like it's probably the hardest thing I ever do in my life, but God said it's not. And what's harder than what he's shown me? You know, obviously something so much bigger and greater is on the way. That's what he said. So I keep pleading with God, like, God, please just do this for me. You know, well, actually, I'm willing to do my work. I want to do my work. I want to do it myself. But like at the same time, pleading with him in my heart that he knows it. I know that he knows it, that I just want him to do this for me because I don't know if I can trust myself to do it. Every single time it comes down to it, it's like I can do it now. I have the power to do it now. God has given me the power to do it now. But right before I do it, I don't do it. And I just can't bring myself to go through with it. And I feel like I heard them discussing, like, yes, she's attached to her. She's attached to her family. She's attached to them. That's why she can't do it. And it's like, that's why I'm asking God. Just do it for me, please, God. Because, like, you taught me love. God is love. And this is love. And it's hard for me to separate it. It's so hard for me to separate it. I love everybody, but it's so hard for me to separate that love. Like, this is my family. They're all I had in so many different, so many over the years for so many different situations and so many different struggles made me who I am today. A lot of times, they know God made me who I am, but they have helped to shape who I am today. And God makes no mistakes with the family that he gives us. A lot of different aspects of this fight that got me to this point comes from my different family members but that doesn't mean that it can't be shared because the individual that God has shown me I will be is completely irreflective of anybody I've ever known ever so I feel that God has to do this excuse me for me but I can't tell God what to do God knows what needs to be done and he's telling me I have to do the work but like you know this is so difficult for me I feel so wrong. Like, I feel it's all my fault. I feel like I'm the one to blame. I feel like nobody should feel bad. Like, not that nobody should feel bad for me, but just kind of almost understanding if nobody does, you know. But when it comes down to it, it's the most pure-hearted intentions. Like, when it comes down to it, it's really just about not wanting to give up on the love you've always known your family like I love them and I want to fight so hard for them as hard as I can to never have to you know see a future where we're all prospering but they're not there because they haven't made it I don't ever want to see that happen, but it it clearly shows that they are taking full advantage of the fact that I don't want that. But this is how God intended it to happen. Everything is according to God's plan and ultimately his will. So it's like I got to figure it out. I just got to figure it out how to let them go. And I feel that, you know, as much as it's taking, it's it's. There is a point in time, and I will know when I've had enough. Everybody has, everybody reaches a breaking point with different individuals. But I want to believe that 
because God is so limitless that it's possible that I don't have to reach that breaking point with them, that they don't have to not be there. Even though he asks me if I feel that they could ever see me in a position, and the answer is honestly no. But that doesn't mean that they won't be there. Just because God brings certain things to your attention doesn't mean that that's necessarily how it will go. And it sounds so dumb. But in reality, like, it's really not. Because when you know how, on a scale, how God works, and you know, you know that if he says he's going to give you everything your heart desires, everything your heart desires, it may not be everything you've ever thought you ever wanted because you might not know what you really need, you know, or you might not know what's best for you. But it feels like this might be one of those gifts that, like on Christmas, yo, your family told you the whole time, or your mother parent told you the whole time you were not getting that. They couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford it. You couldn't have it. And then on Christmas, it's underneath the tree. It feels like one of those things. But I don't want to continue to idolize them. Obviously, maybe God is requiring, just like He did with Isaac, with Abraham, for me to prove that I'll be willing to give them up for Him. And then he make that move. But a lot of times, I feel like I've said this before, it feels like all the Bible stories wrapped up into one in my whole story. My whole story feels like all of the Bible stories in the Bible, almost all of them, all wrapped up into one. It's like an aspect from every single story in that Bible playing a part and making being a milestone in my story. So, like, I feel I relate to so many different stories in the Bible. And I don't know if this is how everybody who starts leading a God-led life, what they go through and everybody deals with, or just he specifically chose, just for a specific chosen or favored or just me. But I'm just saying that. And, like, I I feel like I don't fear anything but God, but maybe I do fear having to choose God of my family. I feel I've always feared that. He told me as a child that I needed to be able to do that. And out of everything I'd be willing to do for God, that's always something I was like wondering and questioning. So this is like him conquering the biggest challenges I've had to deal with over in my life. Like being willing to not fight, being willing to be stolen from, being willing to forgive everything, anything, no matter what, and give my all, all the time, 100% for whoever and however, even if they're enemies. And then also, you know, choosing him over anything and everything, always, forever. And I love God so much. It feels like easily I can do that, but it's easier said than done because... I stay getting to this point where, like, I'm still choosing different issues over God, thinking, like, but this makes sense, God. This is love, and this is what you would want me to do. This is what you want me to sacrifice myself for. But God is saying, no, choose me over whatever logic you think you have. And so that's difficult, but I'm learning. But I feel I'll get there. I feel that 
God does not make mistakes. And if he said it's going to happen as many times he said it, he shouldn't have had to only say it but once. But he said it many times. It's going to happen. It's just I do feel like I still have to step up to the plate regardless.